Thank you, Lord, for giving us life today to praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. We praise the God of heaven and earth, the God who dwells between the cherubim. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. How great are you, Lord? How great is your name? Highly exalted, far above all principality and power is the living Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, who crushes the head of the serpent, hallelujah, every single time, hallelujah. God cannot fail. God, our Savior, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you, Lord. Help us to give you, Lord, our lives, not only our praises from our lips, but our hearts, Lord, our entire lives. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He has given me the oil of gladness, a garment of praise instead of mourning, a shining crown instead of ashes, glory in the place of despair. Oh, he has given me the oil of gladness, a garment of praise instead of mourning, a shining crown instead of ashes and glory in the place of despair. I delight myself in you. You have given me reason to live. For you took my empty life and you filled it with every good thing. Let's sing that again. You have given me the oil of gladness, a garment of praise instead of mourning, a shining crown instead of ashes in glory in the place of despair. I delight myself in you. You have given me reason to live. For you took my empty life and you filled it with every good thing. Hallelujah. Lord, you have given me all the oil of gladness. Comment of praise instead of mourning, shining crown instead of ashes, glory in the place of despair. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 5. Who is this God we're coming to and worshiping? Second Chronicles chapter 5. So all the work that Solomon had done for the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in the things which his father David had dedicated, the silver and the gold and all the furnishings, and he put them in the treasuries of the house of God. Now Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the chief fathers of the children of Israel in Jerusalem, that they might bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord up from the city of David, which is Zion. Therefore, all the men of Israel assembled with the king at the feast, which was in the seventh month. So all the elders of Israel came, and the Levites took up the ark. Then they brought up the ark, the tabernacle of meeting, and all the holy furnishings that were in the tabernacle. The priests and the Levites brought them up. Also, King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel who were assembled with him before the ark were sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be counted or numbered for multitude. Then the priests 
brought in the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to its place into the inner sanctuary of the temple, to the most holy place under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread their wings over the place of the Ark, and the cherubim overshadowed the Ark and its poles. The poles extended so that the ends of the poles of the Ark could be seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen from outside. And they are there to this day. Nothing was in the ark except the two tablets which Moses put there at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they had come out of Egypt. And it came to pass, when the priests came out of the most holy place, for all the priests were present, who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions. And the Levites, who were the singers, all those of Asaph and Haman and Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren, stood at the east end of the altar, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, and with them 120 priests, sounding with trumpets. Indeed, it came to pass, when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make sound to be heard, one sound to be heard, in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, For He is good, for His mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. God's presence fills every believer whose heart is prepared to worship the Lord in spirit, Jesus said in John 4, in spirit and in truth. Only such worshipers are the type of worshipers that the Father seeks. No other type of worshipers. It's not just about music. It's not about the singing or the choir or even the unison or the various kinds of harmonies. God's not interested in any of that. If the heart is not right. But when the heart is right and we go to God with the sacrifice of praise, all of those animals that were sacrificed represent for us in the new covenant sincere worship from the fruit of our lips proceeding from hearts that are genuinely acknowledging that God, without you, I'm a dead man. Without you, I'm a dead woman. Lord, without you, there is no life. Every bit of life that is sustained biologically, physically, is because of the word of his power. The moment God says, I'm taking my hand off a life, it becomes a corpse. The moment he lifts his hand off, it's a lifeless body. God's Spirit is the one who breathes into us the breath of life. With a physical life, we need to have spiritual life. Without that, we may as well be dead. In the final and ultimate analysis. Because God created us in His image to worship Him and to honor Him and to live for Him. Proverbs 21.21 says this, He that Follows after what? Money? No. 
career? No. Crowds of people who can adore them? No. Fame? No. He that follows after righteousness and mercy shall find life, righteousness, and honor. That's the whole purpose of life. To follow after that which is right in the sight of God, because only there will we find life. Everything else is a lie. When we follow after right standing with God, which means we trust in the Lord Jesus to wash us from all of our filth, all of our wrongdoings, all of our evil thoughts. Jesus says, out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, thoughts of fornication, thefts, murder, all of the things he says comes from the heart. So you can't reform a person from the outside to change the inside. You got to change the inside so the outside to please you because I have so many different thoughts and motivations that keep bombarding me, Lord. I want to do the right thing, but I end up doing the wrong thing. All we need to do is go to God and confess that. And then what God does is, if He sees that we're sincere in wanting the change, it's like a drug addict or an alcoholic or a criminal. When they come and they say, I want to change, if they're not sincere, they'll never change. But if they're sincere, they will change. Help is available. God says, I have all the help you need to completely change you from the inside out. That's the goodness of God. We just read, praise the Lord, for He is good. Not bad, He's good. And His mercy endures forever. So when we say, Lord, make me right, wash me, Lord, cleanse me, Lord, change me, Lord, give me a brand new start. What does it feel to live life without anxiety? How does it feel to live life without fear? Most of the world knows nothing of it. That's why they continually do things to try to bury that fear, but it keeps popping up and messing up their lives. It messes up their temperament, their behavior, their emotions, and their mental processes. All of it's messed up. The whole personality is messed up. Why? Because they haven't gone to the author of life who can fix the problem. When we go to God and say, Lord, you created me in your image, but why am I like this? And why is the world like this? Because the Bible says each one has gone his own way, not the Lord's way. The Lord's way is full of righteousness, life, and honor. Who wouldn't like to be uh, admired for being noble? When people say to their children, I want you to emulate that Man, that woman. Why? Because they are on the right path. What are they doing? They're choosing to please God and not the flesh or the devil of the world. Because all those things inevitably lead to death. Always. Now, if we go to Christ and say, Lord, I know only your blood can wash me clean. We still have a responsibility to make the right choices. Righteousness and mercy is right standing, right actions, 
and love. When a person decides, I don't want to live a life of hate. I may have grown up in a place full of racism. That's all I heard, someone may say. But I'm choosing to get out of that pattern. And that one individual steps out. And God begins to minister what? More grace. You see, there's a light. Even if it's like a small candle that says, this is wrong. Praise God for that. It's a conscience. This is wrong. All the people I know and I interact with, they do it. But that doesn't mean it's right. I know inside this is wrong. And we go with that flow. God looks at that and he says, you are sincere and you're turning to the right direction. I'm going to give you more grace. And he draws us even closer. He that follows after righteousness and love, which means loving your neighbor, finds what? Righteousness, life, and honor. What does that mean? If you come to the table with righteousness, what does it mean that you're going to get righteousness if you already are expected to come with righteousness? It means this. In our brief life on earth, in this temporal existence, when we consistently do the right thing as for our conscience, as for the light that God gives us, we will find permanent right standing with God. That's what that means. When we do the right thing as per our conscience, God gives His righteousness. And in this probationary temporal life, when we keep doing the right thing, He says, I'm going to put you permanently into right standing with me. That's eternal life. Not only that, it's not just, okay, you pass the test. And you sit here. No, He says, I will exalt you. I will give you honor. God loves to honor His children because they reflect Him. And He gave His life for them. God says, if you're going to worship Me with trumpets blaring, with your voices to God, make sure that the fruit of your lips and every musical note that you hit comes from a heart that is really seeking after righteousness. Otherwise, the greatest singer on earth, who's idolized and wants to be emulated by millions, will be a curse in the sight of God. Why? They have no spiritual life. Spiritual life is what God is after, because He knows that means permanent right standing with Him. Are you following after righteousness in your life? And God's kind of love? Or is it something else? If you're following after doing the right thing, not in our own eyes, merely, but with the conscience, and then we have God's truth. All through the world, we have the gospel being preached, especially in this land. The thing that keeps us from taking a good look at the Bible is the devil. The best things we've achieved. But we go to God and say, Lord, give me the sense of your presence because I know everyone who's followed after their own way has gone astray. I'm on that path, but I don't want to stay on that path. Lord, I want to follow after righteousness and mercy, love. Make me a righteous person and a loving person 
That's my whole goal in life. God says, I will flood you with my treasures, with my gifts. I will give you a permanent home in heaven. And I will dwell in your body while you're on earth. Everything that you touch will prosper. Someone. Because you respect me, you fear me, and you live by my word. Can a person do that? Yes, we can. Just as a person has choices to do evil, and they are very much into doing evil, they can say, just like I mentioned about the person who maybe grew up with racism. The uncles, the mom, the dad, the cousins, the whole community may be racist. But that one child grows up and there's that little alarm bell that, you know, I try to fit in with the crowd, but something's not right because I look at the other person, they're just as good as me. Why are my people putting them down? And we deal with that. And the person says, I'm not, I'm not going to go with the crowd. God sees that. You're making the right choice. And he'll begin to draw them even closer. But if we're adamant that I don't care about right and wrong, I just care about people pleasing and being accepted by who? Man that will perish. He's here today, gone tomorrow. Or rather we should strive to please God. Solomon, when he finished the temple, and all the furnishings came, and the Levites and the priests brought the Ark of the Covenant, it was a very solemn occasion because God's presence was going to come down. Sure enough, when all the sacrifices were done from the heart, all the music and the singing with one voice, the Lord is good, His mercy endures forever. It says the glory of God came into that physical structure. The cloud overpowered the priests and they couldn't even stand there. What does that mean? Is it just a display of power? It's the presence that transforms. When God comes into our lives, into our families, into our situations, He always transforms our everything. God is that good. Why should we not follow after righteousness, doing the right thing by God and love, when all that will produce is permanent right standing with God, abundant life, and honor forever and ever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. You are so good. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we stand to worship the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the fear of God that comes upon us. The awesomeness of knowing who God is. Then we can be informed and our worship will be acceptable. Our prayers will have meaning. Otherwise, we'll just utter whatever and thinking my communication to heaven is prayer. No, it's not. It has to be accepted with God. Because there has to be sincerity, humility. There has to be that sense that I'm not talking to a human being. It's the living God. You have given me the oil of gladness, a garment of praise instead of mourning, a shining crown instead of ashes, glory in the place of despair. That's another picture. Righteousness, life, and honor is the glory of God in our lives. What did we exchange to get that? A life full of regret. A life full of ashes. Everything that we do, we just can't get the satisfaction. That's how it's supposed to be. Because only in God...
Only in His touch on our lives will we have life. Because He is life. We get back to God and He begins to work things out in a most magnificent way. That the things that the devil said, you can never get out of this. You can never get out that thought pattern. You're cursed with it. God said, I'm here to break the curse. Hallelujah. I'm here to change your mind. Your temperament seems to stick with you. I can change your mood. I can change your emotions. I can change the way you think. I can change your behavior from the inside out. So that when people see you, they see righteousness and love. And the world can have hope. Because Jesus is the righteous one. He is all love. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, Lord. We have a purpose to live, hallelujah. I have a purpose to live. I have meaning in my life. I know where I'm going because of the mercy of God. When God spoke to me, I said, yes, Lord. I didn't refuse correction. I didn't refuse His love. I didn't refuse His mercy. I told the Lord plainly, Lord, I am a failure. I can't do anything right apart from your mercy, Lord. And everything that seems to be success, it's a total lie. Thank you, Jesus. I'm here to surrender to you. Take over, Lord. I don't want to think about my previous notions about religion and church and even my previous experience with God where I didn't keep my end of the deal. I didn't keep covenant with the God of covenant. But God says, I love you so much, I'll wipe it away. Hallelujah. I'll give you a brand new start. That's the God of mercy. No wonder they sang. All of them, they knew. The Lord is good. For His mercy endures for Ever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, help us to sanctify your holy name in our hearts that we may receive all that you have this very day. God wants to come down in his glory this very day. Hallelujah. To touch every heart that will believe, that will receive and say, Lord, change me even today. We thank you for doing it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.